I lived in the deep south of Mississippi for 15 years of my life, where the hot and humid winds dance with tiny gravel rocks on rolling red clay mounds. And in some parts of Mississippi, if you're quiet enough on a Sunday morning, you can hear men and women singing songs of God's unconditional love for everyone except gays and transgenders where teenage girls sit on creaking old velvet church benches being taught that that men are in dominance because we came from one of their ribs, so we kind of owe it to them. (laughs) And that happiness is not measured by equality. For the last eight years, I lived in a small town in Mississippi with my mom and stepdad, in a cream-colored double-wide trailer at the end of a really long red dirt driveway in the middle of the woods. My mom worked in several different nursing jobs until my youngest sister was born in 2009, where she stayed home and cleaned, but she never really had a knack for it. (laughs) My stepdad worked offshore until that last year that I lived with them, where he worked an hour away at Georgia Pacific, where he mainly did maintenance and was home every day. My mom and I have always had a really complicated relationship ever since I can remember. But my freshman year of high school, she went through a really rough time and was incapable of her womanly household responsibilities. This did not make my stepdad very happy. I remember the frequent arguments that they would have about how our husbands would not love us because we were not taught how to clean. And how I was the next capable woman to clean and do the laundry and take care of my little sister. My little sister and I, we lived off of rice and vegetable box meals and Kraft mac and cheese for the majority of that year because I don't know how to cook. And I would stay up until 2 a.m. doing laundry and homework. And my stepdad wouldn't help clean until he became overly frustrated or he didn't have any clean clothes for work. Um, This is where I grew up, and this is how I was raised from age 7 to 15. But despite this upbringing, I believe I've always had an activist spirit. One time when I was seven years old, I decided I wanted to do something great for the earth. I decided to recycle. (laughs) So I took trash cans out of each bathroom and I wrote paper, plastic, and trash on each one. And I kept them in my room. And after I filled them up, I went and told my mom this great idea I had and I was so excited. And she looked me in the eyes and she said, Skye, how are you going to get to this recycling place? Imagine the horror when I had to dump each trash can into this one big white trash can specifically for all trash. (laughs) But it wasn't until my second year that I moved up here with my dad, my junior year, that I was in my AP English class. And we were reading and listening to the TED Talk, We Should All Be Feminist, by Chimamanda Adichie. 
It was absolutely amazing, and I heard the voice to my thoughts because I always thought that women being treated as this lesser thing was wrong, but I did not know this until I read this TED Talk. She ended the TED Talk with, culture does not make people, people make culture. If that is in fact so that the full humanity of women is not our culture, then we must make it our culture. She became my first feminist hero. Later that day, I made a Facebook post because I was so inspired. And I put every line in that TED Talk that just made me so happy and that I just felt so inspired by. I put it in this Facebook post. Not an hour later, a girl commented ridiculous claims of how I should be seen as a strong and independent woman and that men are essential to life. (laughs) She she said that we prove ourselves with actions and progress of strength and not dumb paragraphs of feminism and crap. And if I wanted to be seen as a strong woman, then I should go to the gym. (laughs) And that the Bible intended for man to be in dominance, and that is how it was going to be. Now, this girl, when I was nine years old, was my best friend. Um, One Christmas, we both got American Girl dolls, and we would go over to each other's house every day after school to play with them. And we traded clothes and accessories, and we played until it was dark outside. And the one time that it snowed in Mississippi, we sat on the broke, a hood, a Jeep hood that was broken off, that was tied with yellow rope to a three-wheeler her dad was driving. He drove us over gravel mounds lightly covered in snow. We are not friends anymore. We are Facebook enemies, if you will. <laughs> And my northern friends commented back to her southern beliefs, and we were in a miniature civil war all over again. (laughs) Now, after this, I wanted to know more. So I found a documentary on the women's liberation movement in the 1960s called She's Beautiful and She's Angry. This is where I was first introduced to Gloria Steinem and Betty Friedan. Not long after I watched this documentary, I wrote The Other F Word, an essay I had published in voicecatcher.org about six months ago. It was so cool because all of this was happening right before the Women's March in January. And this was my first like activist thing that I had participated in. And it was so amazing. It was so inspiring and empowering because I saw young and old holding posters. And I even saw a husband and son holding a sign that said, this is what a feminist looks like. <laughs> which was so surprising to me, which is very sad. But it was also so inspiring because feminism is not just about our future men, I mean our future women, but it's also about our future men. Now this march gave hope to this fight. Young and old, men and women, we will not stop fighting. And we must thank the early feminists because they paved this way for us and they brought 
attention to the oppression on women and for the girls that know they are equal to man. But also because we are as far as we are in this fight because of them. But we need these present and future men and women if we're going to make any greater changes. So we are here to talk about heroes. And mine go all the way back to the second wave of feminism with Gloria Steinem and Betty Friedan and our modern day feminists, Chimamanda Adichie, Emma Watson, and Ashley Judd. And my, and my generation's Emma Gonzalez. But I have to say one of my biggest is my dad. Because if I moved up here to live with him, and if I hadn't, I wouldn't be on this stage speaking to you all about something I am so passionate about. Recently, my dad wrote an article on his political website, freeraven.net, about he illuminated this change that we need to make because we are surrounded by a culture of men. Men are the majority of our leadership speaking on our behalf, women's behalf, about things that will never affect them. So we need these men to find their voices if we are going to make a greater change because we will not thrive in a world where women are not equal. And as we are nurturing and uplifting and healing the women around us, we must do the same for the men. And as Roxane Gay said, feminism is a very complicated thing. Feminism is flawed because it is a movement powered by people and people are flawed. But the underlining point is to advocate for gender equality. We need everyone if we are going to make changes. And I will not keep quiet until these changes happen, because this is my voice and I am part of this fight. And I will fight for everyone who hasn't found their voices, who's scared to use their voices, and for those who don't understand this fight. I'm Sky Edwards, I'm 17 years old, and I am a feminist.